ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tabletop Cyberpunk. This is the podcast about Cyberpunk 2020 in red, the game set in the dark future, the tabletop game I should say, and I already have a frog in my throat as we are beginning this episode. Give me one second to expunge it. Sorry, I had just eaten. And now this is my regular voice, right? All right. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this awesome family, community, coolness that's going on in this cyberpunk world of ours. And we are here with another episode. Today I'm going to be talking about another war story. We got the wise guys together and did part three of our now cyberpunk red full rules campaign. And it is exciting because... There's all kinds of news out there about Cyberpunk Red coming out. And uh, there was also this article that was in a trade magazine that I wanted to cover. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like some kind of drama that's going on in the... Not drama, but, uh, you know, it's just everybody's talking about it, stuff like that. So, basically, uh, we'll talk about it right now. But before I do, you would have already heard about that stuff if you are part of our community, our Discord community. So go ahead and join that Discord community. Be part of it. If you are, then awesome. Welcome. And thank you for listening and supporting and being a part of our cool Cyberpunk 2020 Red Discord family community thing. All right. Now, let's... uh, Oh, and social media. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. Twitter, Twitch instagram facebook and that's it youtube obviously like and subscribe on my youtube i make all kinds of cyberpunk content i've kind of been on a roll i've kind of been i've been feeling inspired i've been feeling nice like there's things to talk about and and i've been doing it i've been making videos i got three video ideas already and that like a few weeks ago i had zero and now i have three so I'm I'm gonna be on a roll. I think I'm gonna do the cop roll breakdown next because that's overdue, and it's the last roll that I need to do, and I'll be done with the series of how I broke down every single roll in Cyberpunk because unfortunately I had not seen any fans that have done that, any fan YouTubers or anything that have done that out there, and I felt like there was something missing for the tabletop game. I see a lot for like Cyberpunk lore and and stuff like that. But basically, I saw a niche, and I was like, people deserve to know about these roles. It needs to be on YouTube. There's some for fighters and sorcerers and warlocks for D&D. Why isn't there one for solos, nomads, and netrunners? Right? So that's what I did. But anyway, I digress. Let's start off with uh, the biggest news that has come out recently and yeah now we're doing news on this podcast somehow it relates to bless you timmy it relates to the cyberpunk red universe this is a cyberpunk red tabletop game so lately what's been happening is first i saw it on instagram some somebody posted on instagram they were an flgs from the uk and they said we are starting to take pre-orders at our shop for cyberpunk red the core rulebook and that came as a shock to me because I'm in the know. You know, I talk to Jay Gray, and if I have any questions, he's accessible. And if there was uh, anything like that happening, we would hear from him. You know, he's uh, the ba- 
brand ambassador. He, he's on all, all their social media. So if there's anything official, you'll hear it from him. So this FLGS was like, yeah, you can pre-order the book from me. And I was like, holy, what? How is this possible? He, I, I hit him up on Instagram and said, hey, uh, where are you getting this from? And he said, my supplier, Asmodi, has it up on uh, their website. And there's an MSR, suggested MSRP and everything. So there's a price and it says it's up there. It says it's not yet available, but I'm taking pre-orders. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Thank you for the information. So then I went to my local FLGS, shout out Green Tower Games in Santa Clarita or Newhall. I went to Garrett at Green Tower Games and I was like, hey, Garrett, do you know anything about this? And he said, yeah, you know, uh, Alliance has it on their site too, not just Asmodee. I should say the other FLGS was in the UK. So this is, that's why I wanted to go to my local guy and see if he knew anything. I went to my local guy and he said, yeah, it, it shows that it's the core rule book. It's a hardcover book. And the suggested MSRP is $55. But he's like, but you know, I would never take a pre-order on this. And I said, why? Why wouldn't it says a price? And yeah, they don't have it in stock. But what's the worst that'll happen? You know, <clears throat> I'm like, this game's going to be made. And he said, yeah, but that's not the issue. The issue is that suggested MSRP that's on that website is subject to change. And it can fluctuate in all kinds of ways, and it's a huge risk to take that people's money for the $55 because of shipping and all kinds of other stuff that can happen. You know, we're in a pandemic. He said it's a, it's a risk to take people's money, and he's like, it's not worth it. I'll just wait till they show inventory, and then, you know, I, people said they want to pre-order it, and they've left me their information, and that's it. But he's taken no money from people, all right? I'm not saying the FLGS in the UK is doing that, but so far, I, my guy is like, I'm not going to take any money from anybody, right? So there's that. Anyway, I, I just left it at that, and I said, okay, so this is just F, the local gaming stores and stuff jumping the gun, letting people know on their social media. They're excited too, right? Then this uh, magazine article came out. And uh, it was from a trade magazine, and I can't remember where. I think it was on uh, it was on Cyberpunk Red's subreddit, and uh, I don't have it up here with me, but I, you guys can find it if you go to the Cyberpunk Red subreddit. And basically, in this article, it said September release and fifty-five dollars hardcover book, and it's like this is the first time anybody's hearing about an actual date. All we know is end of summer. And we never knew about a price. And all of a sudden in this trade magazine, it's it's there. And this is for like suppliers. That's what this magazine is for. You know, these are people that that are in the that need to know these things. So I'm here to give you guys the official word from Jay Gray at Talsorian. He says, and I quote, We submit the articles well in advance. There was a need to put something specific in terms of release date. But this is a distribution magazine going to retailers. So in their minds, they were like, well, we got to put some kind of date on here. Just put September because that's when that's end of summer. We're thinking end of September, maybe. Who knows? They're, they said just put a date, right? And they figured that this is going to a retailer magazine. It's not going to be flying around in the public. Who knows, right? So, so that was the misconception there. And he says... Quote, to be clear, that was a tentative date given based on information we had at the time. It wasn't intended to be the final absolute release window. 
but more to give retailers a rough idea. So once again, they're confirming at Artalsorian that, you know, don't take everything you read um, to heart because if there was anything that was needed to be said, you would hear it from us first. So anybody saying that they know when it's going to release and stuff like that, you know, don't pay attention to that. Then, um, let's see, uh, in much different retail. Yeah, this is where they talk about, you know, in, in our in our Discord, you can go and you can check out the announcements section. I posted uh, all of Jay Gray's responses. So you guys can check it out or just go to the official Artel Sorian Discord. You can find it off their website, off their social media and stuff like that. So if you want more information. But basically, um, MSRP is $55. It's a hardcover book. It's not yet available. It could be subject to change in, as far as pricing goes. And uh, just wait. That's it. Just wait. There's nothing else we can do. And I did see somebody on Reddit after we posted our Wise Guys session. They were like, hey, you know, no offense, but if I see another, hey, we have the rules and you don't post, I'm going to lose my shit. And I, I get it. I totally get it, dude. That's... uh. Like, we're having fun, and I feel bad, you know, that people can't play it. But at the same time, I'm excited because I know people are going to love it. And I'm just trying to do my very best to portray the game in a way where people can kind of get a taste of what it's going to be like. But basically, I mean, if you guys are watching our, our games, you know that we're having a blast. It's, it's so obvious. We're having so much fun, right? All right. So that's that cyberpunk red news stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, just wait, guys. Other than that, let's move on to our war story, where I break down sessions, my past sessions. And this was supposed to be a segment that was supposed to only be like once in a while, because I only game like once or twice a month. But I've been amping it up thanks to my wife and my son and my family taking care of it, you know wife and son are 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 being good and hanging out in the living room and not bothering our game which is very helpful and i really appreciate them so they've been giving me the opportunity to be able to game at least once a week and that's what's going on man we, we've been playing we've been playing and playing and playing so here comes another war story and there's probably going to be another one next week all right so if you don't like these war stories this is the perfect time to tune out <laughs> I'll try to do them at the end, so people that are not interested in this can just go like, all right, that's it for me in this podcast. Bye. All right, anyway. So, we continued our story in Austin, Texas, the Central Preservation Central Texas Preservation Society, which is a nomad group, was in charge of a dig site, and all of a sudden Biotechnica wanted to take the dig site. They had permission from the city and everything, right? So the nomads called the players. The players come and help them out. They find out there is a lab in Austin. And a bunch of people have been getting kidnapped from either from the nightclub that's next to the lab or if they're a part of this nomad group, the Central Texas Preservation Society. Some of their members have been kidnapped as well. So this was this whole thing last session. I was uh, trying to get them to go into the lab, but they were, they got into combat situation. They had to leave the scene and they came back to the scene because it was like that's how important the scene was you know so they they left they came back they finally go into the lab the combat begins between a robot ai 
um, that is controlling a control node that has turrets on it. And right before they got into combat, I had to end the session. So we began our session with combat. And it was interesting because I, I was doing two things that I've never done before. Number one, I had a non-organic combatant with them, uh, a robot. And there's enough room to do that in Cyberpunk. Instead of having HP, it just has SP, stopping power, or armor, whatever you want to call it. HP, I, I just gave it a... I'm sorry, instead of having armor, it just has HP. Everything is HP, right? So that's what I did. I gave it just HP. If it gets broken, it's like an appliance. It's broken, right? So this thing was behaving oddly. And the way I had it in my head was this thing was being controlled by uh, actually a human being and it was like this convoluted thing if you guys heard the the session which just came out then you guys know all about that right so what had happened was these guys are fighting this robot the robot's shooting at them with turrets and then black adder's fighting our netrunner is fighting the demon that's in the the control node and they they're thinking okay this demon is controlling the robot and the robot's controlling the turrets and it's it all comes down to this demon so it's black adders it's it's his thing he needs to either destroy this demon or these guys out here in the lab the rest of the party has to beat this robot to death until it's not functioning anymore right so that was what was going on in their heads what they didn't know was the demon was actually a human being that was controlling it, but in a really messed up way. So, and we'll get to that later. So they defeat the robot, they make it out of there, they get control of the lab, the demon's gone. Once the robot uh, is disconnected from its tubing and controlling and, and wires and stuff like that, Barry does an amazing job smacking it across the head and killing it. And then the uh, the players are like, all right, let's go into that lab and see what's going on there. And on Roll20, this is one of the coolest things about Roll20, is they have Fog of War. And basically, you can have it so your, your players can't see a certain section of the map, right? And I've been having a lot of fun with maps with Red, right? So the players can't, couldn't see what was in the lab because I had it blocked off with Fog of War. and. They were like, you know, a little bit cagey about trying to get in this place. And finally, they open the doors, they get in, and I reveal it. And it gave them this whoa factor. In fact, I think Joe even said whoa out loud. One of them said something like that. It was, I think it was Joe. So it was really, it's, it's really cool to experience that. It's a really awesome, rewarding experience to see that you prepared it this way. And then it has that exact effect on your players for me whenever i plan things for them to happen i never get my hopes up ever 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 i never get my hopes up that my players will go in this exact sequence and do these exact things and then in the end this twist will blow their mind right because i've done that in the past and then the players are like here is my random variables to ruin your life and then you get disappointed you know you get disappointed that they didn't do the thing that you wanted them to do instead your expectations should be here's some interesting things that i want them to do i hope it happens but if it doesn't 
That's just how it goes. That's the nature of the game. There's no reason to be upset. So I never get my hopes up about any of the things that I want to do. I hoped that when they walk into this place and see a corpse laying on the table and it's connected to wires and it's saying you're not supposed to be here the same way the demon was saying it when they were fighting it in the net that they would have this moment like oh shit what the hell's going on here this is nuts this is nasty it's grim it's horrible it's disturbing and and that's exactly what happened they walked in they saw it and they're like oh man this is nuts like what are we gonna do who and then they find out who the guy is he's one of the guys that was kidnapped and now they're like oh dude these guys are turning him into brain dead ai they're they're taking people and turning them into brain dead ai and and um the reason they're having trouble which they find out later through looking through uh, boxes and stuff like that what they find out later is uh it's the the operation that they're doing with this these people is not really perfect and to perfect it they need to mess with their dna anyway you can watch the uh the session and see how it's going but basically they have an interest in that dig site for this exact reason for this thing right so at this point the players know too much if biotechnica gets back to the lab they'll see bullet holes in the wall they'll see this broken robot they'll see the guy is disconnected in the uh the lab there's missing guns and there's all these signs that somebody's been in here and has seen everything. They they took the hard drive from the computer, so there's evidence that they know exactly what the hell's going on with this whole operation. Fortunately enough, Black Adder rolled a cloak, which is a, an ability that a netrunner can do, and he rolled a pretty high for a cloak. And uh, that means that the next user that comes into this net architecture will have to roll higher than his roll to be able to figure out it was Black Adder and to trace him and everything. So it was really high what he rolled. He rolled a 15, which is doesn't sound high, but it's only a D10 plus your interface. So you got to roll. He, I think he rolled a 9. He rolled a 9 and he has a 6 on interface. So that's almost a 10. That's nuts, right? So so anyway, he uh, he does that. They leave. They realize what's going on. They go meet up with uh, their their contact. And this time, I wanted. At this point, I had nothing planned. When they were done with this lab, there was still about 45, 30 minutes left in our session, and I could have ended it there, but there was no there was no reason to do that. And if anything, I've learned from Cyberpunk on the spot is that it's okay to take the chances to to improvise because we've been having a blast with Cyberpunk on the spot. So. I think I'll, I'll be okay. So I decided, let's just improvise from here out. Where would they go? Well, let's see if the car uh, has any issues, right? So I had Hub do a drive test. He rolls a one. And that's every, all the evidence I needed that something happened to the car. And I go, man, you forgot to put gas. So they got to pull over. They got to pull over. There was some nice little uh, fluff and cannon of them, like, stealing some guy's card. And they, they overdraft his account. We all have a laugh. And then I decide, okay, how about I have the cops come and har harass them? I'll roll for it. I'll do a roll. I'll do like like I've said in my in the past episode, I do a D10 roll, high low. And I I said, why don't I do a roll and see if these cops that are passing by come and hassle these guys? 
Maybe they know about what happened at the lab. Maybe Biotechnica let them know. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. First, let's see if they even care about the players. So I roll for it, and I let them know that there's some cops at this red light, and you guys are pumping gas, and they're, they're unmarked cop cars. But you can tell that they're cop cars. There's like three of them. And the guys get nervous because the cops aren't after them, but why are there three unmarked cop cars after they did what they did? Everyone's on edge, right? So that's all I wanted. I just wanted a conflict. I wanted to make it interesting. Pumping gas is not interesting. The fact that you have to go and pump gas and at the same time you're stuck there because you're pumping gas and these cops are on you, you know, like this is just bad luck, right? So I rolled poorly for the cops and I had the cops drive away and you and the players were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and that's all I wanted, dude. That's all I wanted. I just wanted them to feel nervous. I know it sounds crazy, but it, every scene should have some kind of interesting thing happening. Whether you're using a D100 chart or you're making up decisions on the fly, what I like to do is like to throw conflict at my players when they're comfortable. That's it. Once everything is comfortable, that's when the conflict should arrive. They got out of the lab. They defeated the robot. They got out of there before the cops or more biotechnica guys came and gave them an issue. They dealt with the issue. Gave them another issue with the cops. They dealt with that issue. All right, that's it. Moving on. They move on. They get to their contact house in Terrytown. And at this point, I wanted Dr. Creel to be a little bit un unhinged because another person in his family was uh was kidnapped and i haven't decided exactly who it would be um but he's he's hearing about these kidnappings and and you know it's getting closer to the deadline where biotechnica said they're going to come with force to the dig site and he's nervous you know this is his family they're a bunch of scholars and and academics they're not people that that like kill people you know they don't kill people they just do it to survive if they have to so he's he's worried biotechnica is going to send trained killers over with the best top of the line equipment and guns and, and and everything to take over the site they stand no chance he doesn't know what to do everything rests on the players figuring out where they can get an edge on this whole thing right so i feel like at this point he's unhinged he's losing his mind they get to the house this guy's barricaded himself inside. He opens the door, says, come on, get in, hurry up. Jumps behind a table and takes aim at the door with a shotgun. And the players are just like standing in his walkway. And he's like pointing the gun at them, essentially. And they're like, uh, you all right? What's going on? And he's, he's like obviously paranoid. So they, they hand him the papers that, and, uh, and information they got from the laptop or the hard drive. And they weren't able to roll. I looked through the Cyberpunk Red uh, skills list. And there was one for science and one for deduction. And I decided that's perfect to try to figure out what the hell's going on with these papers. None of them took that as any of their skills starting out. So luckily enough, they had to use this contact. Because he has a high science. He's an archaeologist. And probably has higher deduction because he's an academic. Right? Perfect fit. So I have him look at the papers. He figures out the whole thing, what they're doing. They, they're, they're taking people that are smart, turning them into AI, and farming them. <clears throat> and they're having issues with their DNA that's degrading, and pretty much the subject is degrading and mutating. 
because of the drugs that they're giving them and the drugs are helping, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, they need the Galt site because it helps them with their research because there's DNA in there that is that has not been exposed to as much radiation as ours has because we've been through, you know, just us, not even in the dark future, IRL. We have been exposed to more radiation than people of the past, right? At least that's the idea. We made nuclear bombs. We've had uh, the reactors blow and stuff like that. So it's more out there than it was back in the day, right? In, in the past, in ancient history. So in the dark future, I'm sure that's quadrupled in, in, as, as far as exposure goes. So the idea is they're looking for DNA that hasn't been tainted by radiation. And that's what they want with the site. The players also found out, which I forgot, <clears throat> that there's a warehouse that, that Biotechnica, it's called like Command Center, Warehouse, Staging Area. It has all those keyword nicknames, right? So they decide that that's the next place that they're going to go. They talk to Dr. Creel and they say, hey, do you have any weapons or something that you can help us with? Because we're going straight there. And he says, all right, come back to my shed. This is all improvised. I just made this up on the spot. <clears throat> they get to the shed and he opens his shed finds a crate uh, rolled to see if he actually has stuff that can help them gives Barry a new flak jacket so Barry can get his armor back up to what it was and, uh, and then there was two frag grenades in there we made a little joke about it because Joe loves grenades and has solved all of my issues that I've thrown at him with grenades so now where, where are we there's still some time in this session there's still some time to go. And what did I realize at this point? We're hitting a point of comfort. They had this conversation with the guy. They figured out what they needed to figure out. They got new weapons. They got new armor. They're ready to go. So what do I do? Another conflict, right? Throw another conflict at them. So I decided that I would have them all do perception checks. And the highest one was... Hub, who rolled an 18, so I said, Hub, you're the only one that hears a distinct sound of tires, car tires over gravel, and the only reason you heard it was because you were you just were lucky enough and paying attention enough that you heard it, and the reason it's suspicious is because it sounds like whoever's driving that car is trying to be quiet with it. You can't hear the engine, you can't hear anything else, right? So that lets him know that, hey, guys, we got company, this and that. They start having their conversation. They hear glass shatter, and they realize, oh, shit, get down. Boom, the inside of the house explodes uh, with some kind of explosive device. Whether it was a flashbang, frag grenade, doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. There was an explosion in the house. The players realize we got to get the hell out of here or fight these goons that we don't know how many they are. And Hub said that, he asked me, you know, how many tires did I hear? I'm like, you know, you heard enough that you know that there's at least three, three cars, right? And he said, we're outnumbered. This is not worth it. Let's get the hell out of here. So that's what they do. They decided to run away. Black Adder rolls a one for his athletic check, gets a two at the end. And I, I should have given him a critical injury. I totally forgot about that. But next time I will. Next time I'll remember to do that. So I just had him, you know, lose some damage because he hit his head on the fence. But then Sam Ectoplasm rolled really well and he was able to help him out, right? So they get out, they get in the car, they get in their car, they silently walk away. 
and they get out of the area. They make it clean. They rolled for everything, stealth and all that. So I didn't just give it to them. So they made it out clean and they decide we're going straight to the warehouse and that is the next part of this story. I have no plans yet. I've not written anything down yet, but I will. And these guys will be at a warehouse trying to figure out what's the next step. Do they have people that are kidnapped that they can rescue? What is it that they can do over there to sabotage everything that's going on with Biotechnica? And that's what concluded our session right there. So from the time of the lab to the end of our session, the, the gas station, the cops, the, the conversation with Dr. Creel, the runaway with, from Dr. Creel, all that was completely improvised. I had nothing written down. I just didn't want them to go, okay, now we're at the warehouse. I needed something to happen in between, and I needed to make sure that the warehouse was an important part of the story, so I want to prepare that. The warehouse is an important area. They're going to be there. They're going to do important things there. I didn't want to just fast forward them there and then improvise an important part of the story. So I improvised the stuff in between them going to the warehouse and added more conflict and added things to slow them down so this session would end. So next session, <clears throat> we start exactly where I want us to be at the warehouse. So yeah, that's just a little insight on how I, how I do things. Usually I prepare... For my campaigns, I prepare as much as I can where I have a linear path. Yeah, it sounds like it's railroaded, but honestly, it's not. It's just this is the plot and uh, this is how I want it to happen. And, and in case my net runner wants to do some net running, I better have something interesting. I don't want to, I, I can improvise a net running sometimes, but it would be more fun if I can make something interesting, right? So I, I prepare the net running. Uh, and then around the net running, you have to have a building, what's going on with the building, how they get there. Because the players have relied on our net runner a lot. A lot, a lot. And he's done so much for the party. He's a vital part of our, of our whole group, 100%. He opens doors, shuts off cameras, gets hard drives. I mean, the things that this guy can do, they, they wouldn't be able to do without him, right? So... Because of that, I have to prepare, I have to give my players something to work with, and I make sure that there's big chunks. The big chunk was the lab, the next big chunk is, is the warehouse, right? So anything that happens in between, it's okay if it's on the fly, it's okay if I, if I don't really do a good job figuring it out, because I just got to make sure that my chunks are prepared, because <clears throat> the chunks have the plot, right? Okay. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for more wise guys. Make sure you're on that YouTube, that Twitter, that everything. I'm on uh, I've been posting a lot of Warhammer stuff cuz 9th edition is really nice. I love it. So, uh I'm having a blast. We'll see you guys on the next one. Much love, take care, and we'll see you next time Chumbas. Bye.